Here's another environmental issue that's got people around the world concerned. Pesticides, specifically a group of pesticides that some scientists fear are harming bees and interfering with their ability to pollinate crops and other flowering plants. It's a big issue as the spring growing season approaches here in the Northern Hemisphere. And as the world's Jerry Haddon reports, it stirred up a hornet's nest of controversy on both sides of the Atlantic. In a vast cherry orchard outside Yeva, Spain, beekeeper Antoni Areste sets his honeybees loose on the first flowering crop of the season. To get close to his portable wooden hives, he uses a smoker to calm the millions of swarming insects. This is the busiest time of the year for Areste. It's also a worrying time. Areste says he used to lose between 5 and 10 percent of his hives per year. Now it's up to 30 percent. No, no es viable, no? It's not viable, he says. We beekeepers are the protectors of the environment. Because without bees, flowering plants don't get pollinated. And it's not just honey producers who are concerned. Bees of all kinds are vital to dozens of crops in Spain and around the world. If bees are in trouble, so is much of the food supply. That's why Areste has closely followed the growing debate in Europe over the use of neonicotinoid pesticides, or neonics for short. Neonics are widely used on an array of flowering crops, and Areste says he believes traces of the chemicals are contributing to his losses. When a hive dies, he says, it's just empty inside, like an abandoned town. You're left with some traces of honey and pollen. No one disputes that neonics, a widely used class of pesticides that attack insects' nervous systems, can kill bees. The question is whether they're harmful at the sublethal doses bees and other pollinators currently encounter on food crops. Neonics have been around for about 30 years, but about 10 years ago they started being used to coat seeds before they're planted. The chemicals are absorbed into the crops and spread throughout their tissues to fight off insect predators. The problem, says British bee researcher Dave Goulson, is that when used to treat seeds, traces of the toxins also end up in a plant's flowers. They're typically not enough to kill the bees, but these are neurotoxins, so they're still going to be affecting its brain. Goulson and a team of researchers in Scotland have just published their findings from a study on the effects of neonics on wild bumblebees. In their experiment, they fed some bumblebees nectar laced with amounts of neonics similar to what you'd find on, say, sunflower or corn crops. Meanwhile, they kept a control group of bees pesticide-free. We then put those nests outside and just let them grow as bumblebee nests naturally do. They had to gather all their own food. Weeks later, they brought the nests in and measured a key indicator of beehive health, queen bee production. Each year, it's the queens who go out and start new hives. Without them, bee populations die off. Goulson's team found a huge difference between the pesticide-free bees and the bees exposed in the lab. There was an 85% drop in queen production between the control nests and those given a realistic dose. Goulson believes the drop in queens occurred because the bees exposed to neonics were disoriented and collected less food for the hive's grubs, which include the next generation of queens. It's like they're drunk or they've been taking some other kind of drug and, you know, it makes them more easily confused, more easily lost and so on. It's studies like these that have given European regulators pause. Several European countries already restrict the use of neonics, including France, Italy, and Slovenia. In January, Europe's Food Safety Authority concluded that neonics pose an unacceptably high risk to pollinators. That, in part, led the European Commission to propose a two-year ban on their use on flowering crops. But Europe's agrochemical industry says studies like Goulson's are flawed. Angel Martin of the European Crop Protection Association 
says such a moratorium would be devastating for agriculture. For the major crops like sunflower, rapeseed or maize, the lack of availability of these technologies for farmers will mean a loss of 5 billion euros. For some of the pests, they wouldn't find alternatives. Environmental groups like Friends of the Earth say there are non-chemical alternatives to the neonics, but Martin says farmers would just stop planting some crops at the cost of thousands of jobs. Those arguments convinced enough European governments to block the moratorium, at least for now, but it will be reconsidered later this spring. The vote will be watched closely in the U.S. Neonicotinoids are used heavily on corn there, and last week a coalition of activists filed a lawsuit against the EPA, hoping to force the agency to ban some of the pesticides because of the risk to bees. For The World, I'm Jerry Haddon, Lleida, Spain.